is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. My name is Joel, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. This week, us here at Dump on the Ump, we're starting something new. Going to have more frequent, shorter episodes. This episode, we're going to dive in deep talk about one topic in particular, and that topic is going to be the new proposed rule changes to Major League Baseball beginning in the 2019 season. To talk about this this topic with me this evening, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joe, this is Sam. I'm uh, broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York, as usual. Hey there, Joel. This is Eli coming at you from Boston. Um, Yeah, as Joel mentioned, uh, this episode we're going to be examining the MLB's obsession with pace of play. Um, It once again has its leaders discussing potential rule changes for the upcoming season. Um, Some of those rule changes include a universal designated hitter, new minimums for how long a pitcher must stay on the mound, a 20-second pitch clock, and an automatic runner on second base when games are tied after the 10th inning. It's worth noting, I think, um, if no agreement is reached between the Players Union and MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred, that an existing collective bargaining agreement that exists between the league and the players would allow... Manfred to uh, unilaterally implement three rule changes that were proposed last year, and in the running of those is the 20-second pitch clock, a reduction in mound visits uh, to five from the current six, and a runner at second after the 10th inning. Mm. So, um, throwing it back to you two, I guess the the overarching question were all these proposed rule changes stem from is um, is baseball too slow and will any of these rules help that uh, first of all just a quick sidebar beforehand is I constantly am getting the Paul Manafort and Rob Manford's name <laughs> up in my head <laughs> I'm never clear what people are like talking or tweeting about so major league baseball commissioner paul manafort <laughs> yeah exactly wait I, did i say it wrong no no, no you, did. you did but i was like what the fuck are they talking about and i was like oh wait that's the commissioner of baseball <laughs> no he's a guy who rigged the ukrainian election in 2004 yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway no relation, just right. anyone else out there who's having trouble. Or is there? Or, yeah, or is there? You True heard Detective, season six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Rob Manford goes on an MLB like outreach trip to the Ukraine and then gets like arrested by... <clears throat> by Pro-Russian dissident. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the Russian mafia, and it's just the entire season's just him trying to explain that he's a baseball man. <laughs> They're like, we do not understand what is this baseball. <laughs> anyway, all those rules are garbage. Yeah. 
bring it back to the topic at hand. Bullshit. Well, there's a pressure here. We've talked about this before. The three of us, we're already baseball fans. We're already watching baseball. We're podcasting, tweeting. They've got us. We are their paying audience. Do they care about us? Because I think the three of us would agree that baseball is not actually too slow. And that obsessing about pace of play may actually be interfering with the game itself. Yeah. Or am I just being a cranky old man? I don't know. Well, no, I don't think so because I, but I also think that like if they're concerned about pace of play, and I've said this on this podcast before, they can't be like, oh, these baseball games are taking too fucking long, and then keep expanding video replay review, mm-hmm. which you know is basically turning the game into a NFL style game of like one one person makes one play and then it's reviewed. And over and over and over again, which makes the game so much longer than five seconds less in between pitches or whatever they're suggesting. So I think the whole thing, it's like it's like they're gaslighting us. It's like, oh, yeah, no, we totally care about how long these baseball games are. We got to make it shorter. We're going to make it more inconvenient for the players and the teams. But here's this other thing that we're doing that's making the game much longer and more boring, but potentially could lead to more ad buys. Now, what I've read is that baseball games actually are not significantly longer than they were 10 years ago. I believe, unlike football games, games, true, that your average baseball game goes a little bit longer than three hours, which has been pretty consistent, I believe, since the 2008-2009 season. I think you did see a huge expansion in the length of baseball games in the early 2000s, in my opinion, probably because of steroids, because everybody was hitting all these goddamn home runs and then walking very slowly around the bases because their heads were so massive with the testosterone going through them. They're worried about toppling over. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's called the muscle strut, actually. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Of those three that Manfred, now I'm doing it, that that Manfred <laughs> proposed, we talked about on our last episode a little bit about the 20-second pitch clock. And possibly that's not going to actually affect the game that much. Since the longest pitcher right now uses about 30 seconds between pitches. Reduction in mound visits, that one I don't really give a shit about. Do you get? I don't know. Maybe you guys do. A reduction in mound visits from six to five. Um, huge impact on the game. No, probably not. That manager mound visits or that's uh, catcher mound visits. Um, good. Manager. Yeah. Manager. Let me, as a side note, first time I went to a baseball game. What was it? Was it last year or two years ago? And looked at the board and it said like MV or whatever on, on the scoreboard. And I was like, what the fuck is an MV? Like right. I, was th- I was like, I have no idea what that means. It's got like inning. It was like, yeah, it was like strikes, outs, innings, MV. And I was sitting there, I'm like, 
I have never seen that before. They're like, a stat that I don't know about. Oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> moving violation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was vitriol. <laughs> my new vivication. <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, not to... You sort of breezed over the twenty second pitch clock thing. I I yeah, would exactly. say that like on average it may be thirty seconds, but sometimes, and this is of course me playing to my purest self. Um, sometimes pitchers wanna fuck with the batter and yeah. uh, a batter that's got like a really long. Or, or a very like set routine of what they do in between pitch, pitches, which as you watch a lot of baseball pl- ball players do, think of like a Nomar Garcia Parra or any of them, they just have these uh, really set routines that gets them into the mind frame ready to hit. If you're a pitcher and you're trying to disrupt that, uh, you, you lose that ability because now you have to perform within the confines of the time limit. Well, and Eli, you've talked about this on the podcast before, the special relationship between the pitcher and the batter. And the pitcher, part of the pitcher's job is to get the batter off of his rhythm. You know, that's why you pitch at different speeds, you pitch to different locations, and you pitch at different times. Right. So it is this taking that, you know, that that majesty, I think that's a little hyperbolic of me, but I'm going to stick with it. The majesty of that special relationship that makes baseball special, where you've got eight other dudes fucking standing there doing nothing, seven other dudes fucking standing there doing nothing, while this pitcher and batter play not just a physical competition, but also a psychological competition with each other. Yeah, I think that there's there's something there. What do you guys? Well, also, I feel like there's a there's an un you know the unspoken rules of baseball or whatever, and one of them is that like if there's you know the pitcher kind of waits until the batter is like done his thing in the batter's box before they either you know come to the set if they're pitching out of the stretch or like you know get themselves ready to make their pitch and like are they going to be able to still do that like. Like, are the batters going to start taking longer and longer to do that to then switch some of the pressure back over onto the pitcher? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think it definitely, for anyone, works against the pitcher. <clears throat> Which could be to the advantage of baseball if they're trying to find a way to stimulate offensive production. Maybe we'll have fewer strikeouts. Strikeouts. I, I think that that has less to do with the pitchers than the batters anyway. Yeah. Like the spike in strikeout numbers. Or like, just swings and misses. Right, exactly. Because everyone's trying to hit home runs. Yeah. Like much less about con- – like contact is less important than contact with power, you know? Yes. Speaking of power, what do you guys think about Universal DH putting another bat into the National League, which of course currently has um, the pitcher's bat in their plate? I don't like it. I know, yeah. I think that the pitchers batting in the National League is just kind of like a physical reminder that that's the weaker league anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, and 
that's that's where I'm coming from because Sam, you've talked a lot about the AL and the NL should be different. There should be something different, right, between the AL and the NL, and that thing is the DH. Right. And I agree with you, but if I were a fan of a National League baseball team, or if I were actually if I were a member, if I was a coach of a National League baseball team, I'd be pissed that we don't get a DH because that just puts us at a natural disadvantage. We don't get that one-ninth of a And I know that when they play each other, they either have a DH or don't have a DH. I get that. But just having that, you know, we're not producing as many runs as the AL team, and that shows up on the stat boxes. Right. Well, I also think that, like, Again, this is a rule change that will negatively impact pitchers more than position players. Yeah. Because you look at a lot of these pitchers, like, you know, a lot of pitchers, American League pitchers, will move into the National League as they enter their middle career, and that kind of extends their stats, I think. Yeah. Like, they get a boost of the stats where... They get to pitch against pitchers. One-ninth of their pitches exactly. against One pitchers. One-ninth of the people they pitch against are okay. terrible at hitting baseballs. Unless you know? it's like Madison Bumgarner, right? Isn't he good? Yeah, he's good. And like Koshaw, maybe? his arm dirt biking. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think he was on my fantasy team that year. Right. But I'm thinking about pitchers like, you know... Uh, Derek Lowe comes to mind, kind of like left Boston, and they were kind of like, he's like, well, he's kind of done here in the AL East, and he went to the National League and pitched for another, like, six years or something. Hmm. There's a number of pitchers like that. Like, who knows if Max Scherzer would still be as good as he is if he was, like, playing for Detroit still. Probably. Probably. AL Central sucks. Well, so here's a question, then. Do you think that by giving a designated hitter to the National League that there may be greater parity drawn between the two leagues from an offensive perspective? My guess is yes. Right? I mean, like, would that ultimately affect pitchers' ability to sort of retire from the American League and go pitch in the National League if all of a sudden every single team gets an extra slugger? It should. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think that I think that it's like so. Isn't that a good thing though for all of baseball to have that level of parity? It, w- it wouldn't be, as you say, a, a reminder anymore that the National League is inferior to the American League. Right. You just have to know that. <laughs> well, and all other aspects of the game. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> it would only take like a little time watching to like figure it out, but. It's nice to have that in-your-face reminder, you know, to, for the people who don't follow the game closely. Here's a question kind of based off what Eli just asked. Last year, we kind of went the whole year with the assumption that you had, I would say, three super teams, the Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Astros, and they were all in the American League. The best teams in the NL, what, the Dodgers, maybe the Cubs? That's all I got, really. We're still a step below the super teams in the AL. Would this rule change shift that dynamic? Or is that just about Boston and New York outspending everybody? Uh, You know, I think that that's, you know, the Dodgers won 100 and, 
whatever games last two years ago. You know, I think that I think that you get these kind of teams in both leagues. Well, maybe not. I mean, the National League's not as good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this will lead to more parity. I'm not saying I support it, but I do think it was inevitable because I think the National League wants it to happen. I don't know. I don't know that they no, did. No, no. I, I, I like. I think that people on both sides of the issue are like. I like. You know, there's like a there's like an extra level of managerial like finesse that comes to dealing with a pitcher in a batter's spot. Like, when do you pinch hit for that pitcher? Like, yes. If it's a one-one game and your pitcher has pitched seven innings and he's only thrown 75 pitches and is throwing a great game, but your offense can't put anything together, and you have this pitcher's batting spot coming up in the bottom of the eighth inning, like, do you leave him in? Do you take him out? You know, like, there's, there's like, a kind of cool, <clears throat> like, mind fuck there, you know? Well, I'm glad you bring that up, Sam, because that gets us to another proposed rule change, a three-batter minimum for all pitchers. What do you think about that? Uh, that rule, I, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that rule. Right, I don't either. I think, it, I think it could uh, actually potentially add interesting aspects of strategy and tactics to baseball. Well, I think that it could cost some people their jobs, um, because there are like left-handed specialists pitcher and right-handed specialist pitchers um but i don't i think that the league as a whole has been moving away from that sort of lefty on lefty righty on righty dynamic and just bringing in people who can throw 105 miles an hour I i think that already the league as a whole has been moving away from those kind of specialty pitchers anyway and let me tell you i'm not a someone who complains about how long baseball games are or anything about pace of play. I do get frustrated in the eighth inning when they bring in a reliever for one pitcher, I mean, for one hitter, and then we have to go to commercial break for him to warm up. And then he, like, pitches one pitch and the guy hits a single or hits a pop-out fly. (laughs) And it's like, okay, take it out. Now we have to go to another commercial break. So the next guy gets to warm up. No, I love that. I get annoyed. I get annoyed at that. <clears throat> I'm into it. Kind of, I kind of love how the, the networks feel about a rule like that because there's got to be, from a business perspective and all of this, like, okay, how do we strike a balance between speeding up the game but not chipping away at all of these ad slots that we get? Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the scenario in which you're just describing – you could run potentially six, like six beer commercials, six beer commercials. Yeah. And, right. and, but, but like, you know, at what point is that too much that viewership goes down because people don't like being bombarded with that many ads and without being able to even complete one beer in yeah. between. And if you're at the game and it's after the seventh inning stretch and they won't let you buy beer anyway, fucking yeah. A. 
Well, you know, I like when you're at a live game, the breaks seem much shorter anyway. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't feel them at all. But that's because <laughs> you get to watch what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not like, you know, you don't have to withstand 20 seconds of someone saying, buy me. Right. <laughs> I don't think that the, I don't think that the pace of play things are in any way like that's what I'm saying about this whole uh, video replay thing is I don't think that the pace of play rules are in any way directed at actually shutting, like making the game time less. I think that they're about making the ad time more. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I think it's I think it's all a scam. I think it's a fucking. I think it's like they're the it's they're gaslighting us and they're like, oh, young people think the game's taking too long, and it's like, well, it's bullshit because, you know, football has an hour long of action and those games last three three hours, three and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> no one has a problem with that, and it's like two hours of ads. You know? That's actually why soccer will never catch on in the United States. Right. Not yeah. because it's not fun to watch. It's because there's no time to play ads. Yeah. I think you're onto something. And I was just thinking about, you know, the 20-second pitch clock. Well, let's shorten that up because we can't play a commercial during right. uh, between pitches. Right. I mean, they could well, figure out a way, but right now they can't. You, you ever watch NBA games where they have, like, a 20-second timeout and it go, they, they make the screen real small so you're still there, but then play one like Applebee's commercial. Yeah. So so you're like, oh, we're not going to a commercial break, but here's an Applebee's commercial. At what point do they do that just during uh, an at-bat? Like, if it's a 14-pitch at-bat, they're like, and now the 12th pitch brought to you by yeah. Baby Drift. I just, I wanted to interject about that, uh, your NFL comment about that being an hour long. Yeah, uh, it it's actually an average NFL game has more than a, a 100 commercials and just 11 minutes of action. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because the clock keeps ticking while they're getting set up for the play. Right. Yeah. 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 There's only actually 11 minutes of dudes running around right. on the field. Yeah. That's like the perfect American sport. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, nothing ever happens, and you just watch commercials for three hours. And then you, get, you can talk about it on a 24-hour news cycle for 365 days. Right. Yes. And, and there's then, like sinister, racist undertones. Yeah. Oh, man, we just uncovered the Illuminati, you guys. This is America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America's game. It's like... <laughs> Five seconds of action followed by a three-minute army commercial. <laughs> exactly. Or the same fucking army commercial over and over and over again. You know the one I'm talking about with that little girl? Do you know the one I'm talking about? That commercial yeah. really disturbs me. Where she's like, it shows her like breaking up a bully fight, and then it shows her playing rugby for some goddamn reason. And then it shows her in basic training, and then it shows her in like Iraq. Right. Yeah, commercial disturbs me. All right. Well, that was important. Good job. Um, yeah. 
Okay, one rule that I really dislike is <laughs> the starting the runner on second base. <clears throat> yeah. I don't like that rule. It's Fuck garbage. That. Yeah. It's garbage. It, it, I, I, if there are any, it, like I mentioned in the beginning, you know, Rob Manfort can Manfort. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Rob Manfred can uh, can unilaterally make some decisions if they if they don't come to any agreement with the players, and I feel like that might be one of his like biggest leverage chips of like if you guys don't go along with these other things that I want, I'm gonna fucking put a second base runner at in extra innings, and you're gonna hate that because it's bullshit. It's like if you got that far in the game and you competed that well. And it's that close, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, that was all for naught because now you start with a leadoff double. Yeah, yeah. Here's the other thing: if okay, if if no, 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 I, I, I gotta say this, and then we'll and then we'll stop. If you had a four-hour, nine-inning baseball game, odds are that's been a really exciting baseball game. Right. You'll have like eighteen hits. And like twelve runs, like a longer baseball game is not necessarily a worse baseball game, right? And if you got a super short baseball game, then it's a no hitter, and that's cool too. Right, but also like not super exciting unless you're really into like no hitters. <laughs> guys, seven guys standing around doing nothing, you know? Or it's your team. Or it's your team. All right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's what we think about the new MLB rules proposals. What other rules should be considered? We've got a little game we like to call XLB. We played it last week, but then I was an idiot and deleted that episode. But what would you propose to make MLB a uh, more exciting game? Send us your proposed rule changes. Uh, tweet at us at Dump on the Ump. You can post it on our Facebook page. We do have an email, dumpontheump at gmail.com. It's mostly fucking spam right now, but, you know. I'll check and it. nobody checks it either, so. I good check it once, like, a month. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook. <coughs> Follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Apple iTunes, Dump on the Ump. Give us a rating and a review. If you give us a review, I'll read it on the air. We got a good one about Cincinnati Chili. We talk a lot about Cincinnati Chili on the podcast. Um, anything I'm forgetting, you guys? Nope. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.